Hi, and welcome to another edition of Voskov's Berks Jazz Fest Backstage Pass. And this is your exclusive pass made possible by the Berks Arts Council, and we certainly appreciate that very much. My name is Joe Painter, and with me right now is this year's very prestigious Frank Scott Award winner, Skip Moyer. How are you, Skip? I'm just wonderful. How does it feel to win that award? Well, it feels good. I can't wait till the it actually happens. <laughs> when, when my kids will be there, and that's a it's a nice moment. Well, this this Frank Scott Award is given every year to somebody who has contributed greatly to not only jazz music but giving back in the community. So clearly, in your career, that's important. Even though you are, you travel the globe, and you've traveled with so many and performed with so many world-renowned musicians. What does Berks County and the Jazz Fest mean to you? Um, you know, with that as the listen, backdrop, your career. This is such a great thing to happen in Berks County from the get-go. I, you know, I've been part of it since it started, and it's a lot of local musicians that don't get the notoriety they deserve yeah. have opportunities that they wouldn't ordinarily have. And it's, you know, I'd have people calling me from places to play, and I'd think, why do you want me to play now? All my, my fans are going to be going to the big names. You know, they're not going to come out to hear me particularly during the, the festival, but they didn't care, and they just wanted to be part of the whole thing. And it's so fabulous the way... We have so many volunteers. My wife volunteers. Does she? Yeah. And um, she always says, who should I volunteer for? You know, and I go through the list. Oh, come on. You, you tell her, well, my show, right? <laughs> <laughs> my show. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's great. And I really like the fact that they have an educational component. Um, Do you get involved in that? Uh, I, I show up. Okay. I, I don't have a degree in music, and it's kind of, they have the music educators locally mm -hmm. that have their mm -hmm. degrees and whatnot. I'm not part of that club, so I don't get involved in that that much. But I encourage my students to go. And, now, uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Back up. You just said you encourage your students to go. What yeah. students? What students? Yeah. Well, I, I give bass lessons. Okay, okay. And I, as a matter of fact... So you do teach, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. But I, I mean, I don't have an educational degree. I, went to, I graduated from the Navy School of Music. Well, that's and a pretty I, hard school to graduate from. It has its moments. I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> Good ones and bad ones. But uh, I met a lot of great players there. In fact, one of the guys in the band I, I was in is named Dennis Sywell. He's from Lee Heighton. And uh, he ended up playing with the Paul McCartney band, Wings. Oh, wow. You know? You're kidding. And Vaughn uh, Weister, he played bass trombone with, with the Woody Herman band for years. And there's some really good players, especially during peacetime. You'll have a lot of uh, great, they, they're pretty picky about, you know, during a wartime, there's more people available. But during mm -hmm. peacetime, you have to really be able to play to get in. It's but. interesting because I think 
all of us, you know, when we're growing up, and if you have this dream that, you, you know, you want to be a great bassist one day or a great singer, you want to uh, do something with music, and you want to be on that marquee on the stage. And we have this vision of, you know, this world right now, like a Paul McCartney in the wings or something like that. But with Boscov's Brooks Jazz Fest, there's so much talent, and all of these people are making a living by creating and sharing beautiful music and so that when you're working with your students and they've got to be inspired not just by your ability to teach them but looking at your career path and all the people that you've performed with so that's pretty impressive and fulfilling it doesn't have to be the Paul McCartney and right. so you get it all right well, here. Well I am really happy this year because most years my students were the ones that played bass with the county jazz band which was open to the county school people. Mm -hmm. And this year, Nick D'Olivera is, is going to be playing bass. Last year was one of the first years I didn't have a student do it. And it's because people that were actually qualified to play weren't interested in doing it. You know, they, there's so many different kinds of music and oh. their pursuits were more towards the classical vein, even though they do do jazz a little bit. Um, so I'm happy that I have a, a student performing this year. When so. you uh, teach jazz, Yes. That's, how do you teach jazz? Because it's so much just extemporaneous. Just go with well, it. Well, it, it starts from how to hold the bass, how to pull the string, uh, and then you get into the harmony mm -hmm. aspect of it and how it works. I usually start by teaching the blues because that's the fundamental for rock and roll and, and jazz too. So, uh, and gospel roots. It's all part of the same thing, blues. Why did you get into the band in the Navy? I mean, where was your inspiration in all of this to say, okay, I want to play the bass? How'd that happen? Well, actually, I wanted to play an instrument for years. When I was 10 years old, I, I used to go down to Shirelli Brothers. I bought my first jazz record at Shirelli. My first record, I didn't even own a record player. I bought an Oscar Peterson record <laughs> because he did this great boogie-woogie thing on the front of it, you know, and I was like, whoa, listen to this. And I still have that record, as a matter of fact. It was uh, Sonny Stitt, who's an alto sax player, and uh, Oscar Peterson. But anyway, and then I got into high school, and uh, I actually grew up in hillbilly parks locally because my Uncle Mo had a bingo stand, and uh, my parents would uh, work at the stand with him, and so I'd be roaming around the hillbilly parks, and we had all the big names, you know. Uh, oh, God, I can't even... There are just so many, but, I, you know... It, uh, let me think. I, I'm like drawing a blank. I'm in going my with brain. the hillbilly parks and go. Where is that? Like, like the Morgantown Fair. Well, it was like kind of Himmelreich's Grove, and oh, then there okay. was the Fireman right. Carnivals up in Denver and Reamstown. Big and, names would come to those fairs. Yeah, yeah. Bill Monroe and mm -hmm. uh, Webb Pierce and Farron Young and. Uh, so they all the inspired that, you. Who was the guy that did uh, that? Um, You're gonna ask me. He did a, a movie, he did the music. Bill Haley and the Comets, they would play, because he was actually a hillbilly originally. And uh, Earl Scruggs and Minnie Pearl and, oh, my God. No, wait, all these names were here in this area. Oh, yeah. Performing at the different oh, yeah. firemen's oh, yeah. fairs and carnivals. Yeah. How about that? So, anyway, I, I wanted to play steel guitar. That's what I really wanted to play. And uh, dobro, I really liked the dobro guitar yeah. for bluegrass. Yeah. And, um, anyway, I went to my... Uh, junior high school teacher, and I said, oh, I want to I want to take guitar lessons. No, you don't want guitar. You want to play the bass. <laughs> I said, oh, do I? I said, that's all I could do to afford a guitar. How am I going to afford it? I'll see that you can get one. Just get your parents to sign oh, this paper. Cool. 
So I said, okay. So my mom signed it. My, my dad hated that she did it. Threatened to give her a divorce if she signed the paper. And then they got divorced. Imagine that. Oh, I to, I to, that's a true, Don't carry that with that's you. That's a true story. <laughs> and from the beginning, when I, when I started coming home, I'm carrying the bass. It was right away. It all started, oh, it's bigger than you are. Oh, why don't you play the flute? Blah, blah, blah. You know. So I've been hearing that my entire life. But um, one of the things that inspired me, and this is an interesting story. Um, I saw a movie called Where the Boys Are with mm-hmm. Annette Funicello. Yeah. And Frank Gorshin the comedian, mm-hmm. was a bass player with these Coke bottle lenses for glasses. And the soundtrack, I don't know who it was. It might have been Jerry Mulligan. The music was so great, the jazz. And one of the opening scenes was Frank Worsham fell out of the back of this van and uh, he, you know, he got all the girls. So anyway... Years later, I got a call from Wes Fisher that I should come down to the Raja. Frank Gorsham was playing, and I didn't realize he was the guy that was in the movie. So we had a rehearsal, and I said, hey, you're not going to believe this, but you're the reason I started playing the bass. I thought it was, was funny. reaction. Yeah. How destiny comes all the way around. I would imagine somewhere along the line, Skip, there are people and kids and, and students who are, well, have seen you somewhere along the line and said, I want to do that. That you're That's providing true. that same inspiration that has been provided. I do music in the schools every three years with the yeah. string quintet, and yeah. I had a, I got a student, and he told me the reason he wanted to take bass lessons because he saw me play with that group. See, so you're yeah. giving back. It's coming full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you said your whole family, your kids, will be at the performance at the Frank Scott Award ceremony. Yeah. What's that feel like? Do, do they often come to your shows, or is this very special? Uh. This is special. Yeah. I mean, they come to things, but when I play with the Reading Symphony, and, and they, my daughter comes religiously, my son doesn't. Uh, he's more into trance and electronic music. To each his own, he, right? He could it's be all a music. good musician. I love him. He's a, my son's great. So is my daughter. My wife is fabulous. So she allowed me to be a musician. Which so it's good family. It sounds like family is very important. And yeah, it sounds oh, yeah. like the Jazz Fest is a family, too, that group. Oh, you got that right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a, it's such a great feeling, the Jazz Fest. I mean, for me, Reading becomes the jazz capital of the world for 10 it days, and it's it just does. fabulous. I don't, I don't get a whole lot of sleep that week. Just, even though I'm not on the staff and all that, I'm running around Seeing trying to shows. see people play and playing, doing a lot of playing myself. Do you know, I was going to ask you that, do you know off the top of your head the different venues you will be at? We can always check it on the website, but I don't know if you, there were some that you're looking forward to. I'm going to be performing here. Well, I'm going to be playing at the uh, Manor at Market Square with Tony Lynn singing with... Uh, oh, wow. She's I, good. I think I have Mark Huber, a piano player from Lancaster, playing with me on that one. Uh, geez, I'd have to look at my That's book. an interesting point. You said a piano player from Lancaster's coming in. Mm-hmm. How difficult is that? If you're not playing, you know, you don't have that relationship, that chemistry with somebody, and a musician is just coming in, how, how difficult is that to click and drive well, and make I, it all happen? I've been playing so many years, and I know people from a 50-mile radius that the whole thing is we speak the same language. Oh, Music okay. is a language. The jazz language, if somebody calls a tune... And you're a jazz nut like me. You'll know how to, what inflections mm-hmm. to do on it, mm-hmm. and how to play it, and what key it's in usually. And um, yeah, so I I can call people like that, and they'll fit right in. Like we so well, we problem. played a lot 
Mark and I have played a lot over the years. I mean... Do you have I, a favorite that you've performed with? I mean, I know you've performed with the Reading Symphony. You've performed with another symphony, haven't you? Well, I played with a lot of different symphonies. I played in Venezuela with the Caracas. That's, I saw that. Philharmonica yeah, that... de Caracas. I love that. And as a matter of fact, two weeks after I was there, I was working at a jazz club in Caracas. Get out. Now, that never happens. I mean, if I went to New York, it would take me a year to before I'd get called to play a job, maybe, till I got around and people got to know me and all that. But it was just down there. The timing was good, and they don't have many people that know how to play jazz. So they, they got a hold of me. I went out right away to find out jazz clubs, you know. The funny thing was the people in the orchestra got jealous that I was able to get a job outside of the orchestra, which they never did. But I... I was able to provide something that they weren't able to do. So. It wasn't symphonic music. Right. We were able to switch back and forth. Yeah. Interesting stories. We could talk for a long time, but I You're think we're right. out of You're time right. here on the People Chronicles. Before we go, I want to say one thing. What's that? I just heard the third person do that coffee commercial you did on the radio, and no one does it better than you did. <laughs> There's nothing mm. as good as a good <laughs> cup of coffee. It would make me want to fill my cup up right away. You know, it is the first thing you did when you got here to the People Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a great tasting cup of coffee. That's, that's, right. that's exactly right. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> I think I'll go have a cup of coffee. Thank you, Skip. That sounds good. You should come down to my house. I grind my own beans. Yeah.